Welcome to this podcast. My name is Filippa Levemark, and in this episode, I share a story of how I found a room in a house in a community that feels really aligned for me to live in, in just a day, basically. I also share three easy exercises that you can do today to enhance your intuition, to tune up that inner guidance system of yours so that you can live more in alignment as well. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and just like in the other podcasts, if you feel like sharing a comment or a benefit or an insight that you've had from the podcast or from the meditations, then just click the link in the show notes to send me a voice message. I would love to hear from you. All right, enjoy this episode. I am moving to this Swedish community for a month or maybe more, maybe longer, but at least for a month. And I wanted to share how that came to be because it's quite magical. And I just love when I follow my intuition and when I listen to that inner guidance system that I have and knowing why things happened as they happened. Because, you know, you always connect the dots backwards, but it's harder to see them in the future, how things will work out. So in the Canary Islands, I was traveling with my friend Louis the last weeks, and we were both looking for a community to stay in there. Um, we we're both interested in conscious communities, and we wanted like a place where we could stay for a couple of months uh, so that we could spend the winter there, basically. And we realized quite soon that it didn't seem to be in alignment at all. We visited um, this community in Sevilla, and it didn't feel aligned to stay there. And then we also visited my friend Ben. He had like this, he's staying in this community house in Tenerife and they didn't have any rooms available at the time. And we also uh, said hi to this uh, rainbow gathering uh, people, but things just didn't feel aligned. And we were kind of just, as you heard in the first podcasts, we just like went to different places and thought that this was aligned and then it didn't work out and that was aligned and then it didn't work out. And actually what came out from that travel was a really good relationship with Louis. Like we came each other really close and it was super amazing. However, he was quite clear that he just wanted to go back to Sweden and stay here and um, probably live, you know, in his cottage where he lives and just take it easy and that traveling wasn't in alignment right now. And I wanted to come back to my parents' place in the, <clears throat> sorry, in the, for the holidays anyway. So I came back um, and, but I had a wish or desire to stay in a community and the only communities that I kind of felt would work were either this house in Tenerife that might have a room later or go to Mexico, Tulum, where my dear friend Chelsea is staying right now. And she, you know, potentially has an extra bed in their house and I could go there and stay there for a couple of months. So I came back to my parents' place. I stayed here and then I kind of had this like, maybe I should go to Gothenburg for a while. And usually I stay with my friend there and she decided to move in with her or her boyfriend decided to move in with her. So I didn't want to stay there when he was there. And then I felt, okay, that's not really aligned. And then I never really got a clear yes for either Tenerife or for Mexico. I just felt like it doesn't really seem to be the time to travel right now. There's something that just feels very hustly with that, like having to do the COVID test. 
um, maybe, you know, having to look into vaccines, uh, which I would not want to take, but maybe, you know, you have to if you travel, and then also not knowing what would happen if I go to Mexico, for example, and I can't come back for some reason. And there were just a lot of factors, I think, that made me hesitate and not feel like taking a decision towards that yet. So I stayed at my parents' cottage longer than what I planned and felt a little bit like antsy to get out of here and <laughs> to do something. So when my friend Louis, he was then after New Year, he, he wanted to visit this community that his friends had been talking about and he just had this flow with um one of the guys in the community that needed like volunteering positions and so he went there after New Year's and stays like he's staying there now and he's gonna stay there for a couple of weeks and just to be part of that community to see how it works and stuff like that and that was like felt really aligned for him and when he called me and said that he's there and how it was there uh, they also have like these weekly dances and I mean if you know me you know that I love ecstatic dance and I was just like longing for community and longing for dancing because you know there's not that many things happening right now in the world and Sweden is much more in lockdown now than it has been before so a lot of things are closed in the big cities and stuff like that. However, when he told me that he was going there, I felt this pull in my body, like the, the intuitive, like, yes, go there. So then he said that they had a dance and I was like, okay, I'm just going to come for a visit and, you know, uh, dance with you guys and see how it is. And then in that week, this was like two weeks ago, I think, they decided to cancel the dance event and I was a little bit sad and so I just stayed at my parents cottage instead I didn't go there it's a two-hour drive away from here and so I also wanted to combine that trip with going to Gothenburg because I had a painting to deliver that I sold and I also wanted to pick up my things from my friend's place I usually stay there when I'm in Gothenburg and so I just kind of left lots of things in her place and when her boyfriend was moving in I felt you know I should probably come and pick up my things and my original plan was to go to the uh, community dance and then drive from there to Gothenburg because it's on the way. And now, since it was cancelled and I was going the next week instead, I decided to do the opposite. I decided to go to Gothenburg first and then go to the community. Now, why is that important? Because when I went to Gothenburg, I picked up basically my bed. I have this uh, beautiful tatami Japanese uh, mat that you put under a bed. Like, I just love sleeping on the floor on hard surfaces so I have this beautiful kind of bamboo bed that I randomly bought last year <laughs> left it in her apartment and I brought that whole bed with me with um I borrowed one of my uh, parents cars which is big enough to fit this huge kind of um <laughs> bamboo structure <laughs> and um, I also picked up like lamps and some carpets and things that I have been storing in her place and it was basically everything that you need for a room except for like personal belongings but yeah it's like a bed it's you know some uh some art some lamps and stuff like that and yeah I came to the community and there were maybe 15 to 20 people that I talked to and I only shared to maybe two or three people that 
right now I don't know where I'm going. I don't know like where to stay. I'm staying at my parents' place. I was thinking of maybe moving back to Spain, but that hasn't been aligned. You know, maybe go to Mexico, but that hasn't felt like a yes yet. And yeah, I mean, if something opens up here in this community, I'm I'm open for it because I want to stay in a community for a while. That's something I really feel in my whole body. And this one girl who was... Okay, also, the dance was moved forward. So we had to wait for like 20 to 30 minutes before it started. And because of that, I was talking to people waiting outside of the dance floor. And I just talked to this one girl and I mentioned that. And she's like, oh, well, I'm moving out of my house like in a week's time. So my room will be available. And here's the thing. A couple of people in this community told me earlier that day and also after that day that it's really hard to find room there. There's so many people wanting to live in the few houses that they have available. So, I mean, it's not really a community that owns everything. It's more like a group of friends that have bought houses and they have like these collectives, these uh, community houses. And they also have like a, a main building where they do... Um, dancing and workshops and a lot of people like the volunteers are helping out to uh, renovate old houses and stuff like that so it's it's a, a community project I would say and so yeah uh, people have shared that there's not that many places because you know they get taken very fast and so I decided to not believe in that story and just uh, <laughs> feel my alignment and I was like okay cool can I come and look at your room like I'm only staying until tomorrow um, is, you know, would it be possible for me to come by and look at it? And she said, sure. And she gave me the number to the guy who owns the house, who lives there. And the next day I went there and I looked at the room and it was beautiful. Like they all live in this big house and I love living in a house. I've been living in apartments and I just love being in the house with a garden and, you know, this community is in the middle of nature in Sweden. Like, it's basically in the middle of the forest. So, you know, there's lots of walks where you can go right in the forest. And, yeah, the house felt really good. And they were, I think they were really happy to have someone move in because they kind of been looking for someone, I guess, and not finding, like, the right fit. And, you know, I'm just new a new person <laughs> coming there with lots of energy. And I just uh, asked them, like, you know can I move in? <laughs> and they were basically, yeah, super relaxed. It's really cheap to live there. And they said, you can basically come, you know, uh, the 1st of February, stay for has, how long as you want. We're just going to feel into how it feels to live together. You can stay for a month, you can stay longer. And then eventually, if you want to stay long term, then, you know, we might want to have a mutual vision for how to stay in this house. And I was like, okay, this is perfect you know, I can move in here next week. That means I can go back to my parents' place, gather all of my personal belongings from there. It also means I can bring my art materials and actually have a little, a little like painting studio in my room because the room was big enough. Um, and that feels really good because I've been traveling for such a long time. I've, I've not had the possibility to bring my painting things. And I really do love painting like it's it's been my passion right I just haven't felt aligned with having that as my main daily career choice but I do love it and I do it as a hobby now and well I mean I'm still working with that so maybe I'll do an exhibition maybe I will uh, just paint and do some commissions that I have and stuff like that so that was like oh that feels really good 
And here's the funny thing, right? If you've listened to the uh, first, no, the third episode where I'm talking about the owls, here's what happened. On my way to look at the room, I passed this little round unique building that I'm not really sure what it is right now, but on the front they have an owl face. And I was like, that's a good sign, there's an owl there. And then I, when I came into the house, the only art piece that I noticed was they had this kind of ornamental fabric, um, if, if you will, on one of the walls with a huge owl on it. And that was like such a sign for me because as you know, owls are just so close to my heart. And if I see them, I know there's a reason for me to pay attention. And I want to actually, I want to I just share this little random story about owls and houses. When I was living in Barcelona, the first place I stayed at was a friend who very kindly offered me to stay in his place for a couple of weeks. And it was so funny because uh, this was like when I first moved there, so a couple of years ago, and he had this beautiful terrace that had a view over Barcelona, it was in the mountains. And from this terrace, there was this owl that, like in a ceramic owl that was um, put on one of the chimneys I think of the houses and I think this is done to keep birds away something like that or maybe it was just an ornament but when I came there it was so funny to be in that house and then he told me he's like look there's an owl <laughs> like after I told told him the the Burning Man owl story because that was actually just after Burning Man it was like a, a month after I came to Barcelona and then uh, it was so funny with that owl I was like hey yay cool like I see an owl from this house and this is also funny when I moved out of there he told me like two weeks after or something like that that I moved out the owl uh, actually broke like the ceramic broke it was just like split in half and it didn't um or it would just it had fallen over and you know this is an ornament that's probably been there for years and then when I move out it just breaks and you know I, these are things that you know they're kind of out there and I, I don't know how to explain them but for me it's just a sign and it's just like one of those really beautiful things that when I see an owl you know it means pay attention there's something here and so seeing these owls on the house was just like the first sign of how aligned this was secondly the fact that I could also like I asked him can I just leave my things here that I brought from Gothenburg because that means you know, I don't have to borrow my parents' car, the big one where, uh, like, I don't have to deliver this big, heavy tatami mattress back to my parents' place and then back here. I can just move it in directly and then I have a bed because the room was not furnished. And they were like, yeah, sure, you can put it here. And I was like, thank you. Can I, can I come with my things right away? And they were like, sure. So I drove my things there and um, it was just such a flow, you know, it's like, I felt in my body that this is such an easy way to to move into a place. And I haven't thought about staying in Sweden because it's cold and it's like I haven't really felt aligned with, you know, the cities here right now, not Gothenburg, not Stockholm. And this community just felt really aligned because, you know, it's in the nature. I can be there. I can, uh, you know, there's Wi-Fi in the house so I can work with my coaching there. I can... Uh, work with my courses and also um yeah record the podcast there I can paint there there's just so many things that I can do there uh that feels so good and it's only two hours away from my parents place which means it's super easy for me to just drive there and 
um, yeah, it's it's much more aligned than feeling the hustle of like flying to Mexico, for example, and not having any things rather than just my suitcase and then, you know, staying there and then maybe having to go back because of visa things and stuff like that. So anyway, I just felt that this is a... Actually, I think this is from my friend Maria. She has this um, expression of like an out-breath or an in-breath and that some relationships or situations feel like an in-breath where you're like, <gasps> and maybe you're like excited and happy and then you have others where it's like, ah, oh, and you just feel, oh, this is like relaxed. And there's, you know, one of them is not good or bad, but there's just like a preference sometimes for what kind of feeling you want. And for me, it was just an out-breath of like, oh, I can just go there in a week's time. I have my own room. Everything will work out beautifully. And yeah, that's that's the story. So right now I'm at my parents' place and just making myself ready to go there. I'm promoting my online course, like you heard in last week's episode, and getting everything ready to move. And then, yeah, of course, I don't know if I go there, if I'll stay longer than a month, maybe if I don't like it you know, I'll move. It's super easy to move. Uh, if I like it, I'll just stay. And it's also one of those um, uh, things, I mean, just the fact that they dance like every week, <laughs> that's like enough for me. <laughs> like, yes, please, I want to dance. And um, yeah, I'm sure that so many other things will align because of this too. But it was just a beautiful, kind of those flowy moments that I had. And I wanted to share that. Plus, they also have a community sauna where you can have a sauna, you know, whenever you want. You can just start it by yourself and you can swim in the river that is passing by the town. And I love saunas and ice baths. I did a kind of like a workshop at AFEST with Wim Hof back in 2017. And ever since I've been a huge fan of ice baths and saunas as well I mean sauna is is very uh, you know a lot of people in Sweden love sauna it's like a cultural thing here so I love saunas but I'm you know since 2017 is when I've done the ice baths and I just love going into cold water and I love that kind of cold warm exposure thing and so the fact that I mean to stay in Sweden in winter when it's really really cold since I have such a preference for like a Mediterranean climate, Spain has always been like the perfect climate for me, I feel. But staying in Sweden for winter, having a sauna makes everything so much nicer. And actually having the availability to go into ice bath where there's, you know, actually ice or there's actually like it's super, super cold is one of my highlights to do in the winter. And it just makes the season more enjoyable for me because I can be outside and naked. <laughs> I love being na- naked in nature. I'm such a hippie. <laughs> but also the fact that, you know, it's like you can get really, really warm because usually it's so cold right in the winter. And uh, just to have that super warm experience and being able to swim in nature at winter just makes it so much more enjoyable. And of course, I also love talking to people in the sauna. <laughs> it's like... One of the easiest way for me to connect to people is to just sit and chat in a sauna. I think that's there's something vulnerable with being naked with other people and just sharing that moment. And I just, yeah, it's just such a nice activity to do. So having dance and sauna as two main activities in a community, I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> like, that's, that's so nice. Um, and 
Okay, a lot of you who are listening, I'm assuming that you're also in on this kind of intuitive, energetic um, adventure of life, and maybe you also uh, have had all of these, you know, experiences and experiences with manifestations and all these things. But if you don't, I thought I could share uh, just a couple of easy exercises to kind of tap into that inner guidance system that you have, the intuition. Because honestly, this is like. If I were to say anything about having lived my dream as an artist, as a painter, and anything about just living a life in alignment, it's primarily following your intuition. And for me, that's the same as following your heart. And that could be to do what you are passionate about, like you love to do something and you follow your heart in that sense. Uh, But it could also be I mean, and obviously also like love towards other people and like sensing that connection is to follow your heart, but also this manifestation flow going where, you know, you feel pulled to do is also for me following your heart. But I also say your intuition because it's just a uh, better definition of that feeling that you, you just know something before you could know it. And like, for example, now me not wanting to go to Mexico or Spain, it hadn't to do with the worldly circumstances although obviously they make it more of a hustle but it's more like I haven't got a yes in my body yet it hasn't felt yes and I'm very sensitive to my body's signals because that's where I get the guidance from is the body literally so when I don't feel a yes in my body I just you know either it means not yet or it means no and sometimes it's very clear no, but sometimes it's just like these two alternatives were still very nice for me. But it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't a hell yes. It was kind of like a maybe. And so I wanted to then assume that it had to do with timing, that it's not right right now. And that honestly, I think is still true. Like I might still go there if that feels aligned later. But yeah, it's just to tune into that. And one of the exercises that we're actually doing in week two in Awakening Your Brilliance is to tune up your intuition and the first exercise, I thought I could share it here in the podcast too, because it's such an easy tool and so easy to um, help you <laughs> tune into your intuition and a body, your body's language. So I always believe that the body speaks to us, both in pain and in enjoyment. And when we, um, like everything, like the energy, the emotions, Uh, your intuition, your heart, everything has its own body language and body uh, communication. And there's, you know, your body might want something and your brain might might want something else. So tuning into your body is an active, um, it's an active action. It's not just, you know, it's not just um, in theory, like you, you have to actually tune into your body to feel your intuition. You can't just assume things. So the exercise that we do um, in the beginning of week two is to simply ask your body what a yes feels like and ask your body what a no feels like. And then you pay attention. So for example, you can start by, and you, you can do this with like muscle testings as well. I'm sure some of you have heard of this already. You just test your body for a strong yes and for a strong no. And when there's a no, your body is weak. And when there's a yes, your body is strong. However, this is easier, I think. And it's just to sit with your body. You can sit or stand up and then just be very, very aware of the subtleties. And you can ask your body a yes and a no 
question, like a very clear question where there's a yes and a no. For example, my name is, and you know, if I would say my name is Filippa, then my body would slightly lean forwards a little bit. It's agreeing with that statement because it's know that it knows that it's true. And when, if I say another name, like my name is Sarah, then it'll lean back because it's not true. And this is just how my body reacts. I get a slight tilt forward and a slight tilt backwards. And it's something that, like, obviously I can manipulate my body. So you have to pay attention that you're not desiring a specific outcome and hence like manipulating your own answer, but rather allow your body to do whatever it wants. And and people, not everyone has a moving forward tilt. It might be just that you get this warm feeling inside. It might be that, um, you know, you get like a tingling sensation or maybe you get like, you know, you can feel parts of your body. So you you just want to first know how a yes feels like for your body before you can ask it a question. So just ask it a yes and no question. What, you know, my name is, yes, yeah, it's, it's easy if you, if you make a statement, right? And then, um, yeah, you can just ask me, ask the body, body, show me a yes. And then feel how a yes feels like and body, show me a no. And from that, it's so simple, right? You can just then ask, you know, <laughs> body, should I go to Mexico? And then you you, <laughs> you feel what the body says. And this this exercise I do when I don't feel it intuitively because I feel my intuition very strongly, I would say, like because I've had maybe such a long time. It's not always strong, but I've had it since I was 20 or 19 even when I started my kind of spiritual journey. And so for now, it's like it's just enough for me to ask myself the question and just feel inside. Like, But yeah, if you're, if you're not used to it, then asking the body is just a, a way of enhancing that skill like just making that skill easier if you do it you know again and again and for me personally like I feel a pull when I'm supposed to do something go somewhere go um you know if it's a yes and this could also be applied to an activity or a like a passion like it starts with this curiosity and this kind of bubbly feeling of hey this is there's something there and sometimes it's just that kind of curiosity but a lot of the times it's actually leading me towards my path that I feel so yeah that's just a very easy exercise that you can do and I want to give another tip as well that I do sometimes this takes maybe a little bit longer practice because you kind of have to have that relationship already, but it's really good. And it's just to write to your intuition. And this I got from Jess Lively. She has a podcast called The Lively Show. And she shares this a lot in the, I don't know which season, but she, like she's very much into this intuitive writing. And you basically just write questions um, in your journal or in a book and then you allow your hand to reply so it's kind of like getting into that intuitive state where you're just intuitively answering your own questions with your intuition and this can be hard in the beginning so you kind of have to practice to allow the words just to flow through you and then you can get answers too I've gotten a lot of answers doing that if I if I really feel doubtful I do that and then I just get like an answer from my intuition 
And lastly, the third thing that I want to share is done the artist's way like if you haven't read that book or done that course I can recommend it and this is just a exercise from the book the artist's way and basically the book is for anyone who wants to um, get in touch with their creative side like just enhance their creativity it's a really really good uh, course I would say I mean it's a book but it's more like a course and you do like small exercises during a couple of weeks and one of the exercises is to write down your questions in a book, keep it close to your bed, and then see if you receive the answers during your night. And if so, if you wake up, you can write down the answers or do it in the morning. And this is how I would explain it, is kind of just uh, programming your subconscious with a question and then kind of um, allowing the subconscious to work on that question and come up with a solution. So this can be really good if you also have a problem and you just want like a solution to that. You basically, you know, you ask the... Because our brain really responds to questions. That's why it's a good technique. Like it's really hard if you ask the brain a question for it not to want to find answers. It's the same why meditation, like these meditations that I've been sharing works so well with the brain because you just ask it a question and then it wants to find an answer. Like that's kind of how the organ, the brain works. And so asking it questions you will prime your subconscious to try to find answers to that. So you can obviously do that in daytime, but then you're working with your conscious mind. And so it's harder for you to receive those answers from the subconscious. So just write down your questions that you have, whether that's, you know, you want intuitive answers, like if you have decisions to do in your life, or you uh, have like a, an actual problem that you want to solve, then just write it before you go to bed and then sleep on the answers and see what comes up. And you can also do that and just wait a couple of more days if you don't receive the answer and just consistently read the questions. Yeah, so that's those are some exercises. And I also want to say that there's um, only one more day, like I will publish this on this Saturday and then um, I think a lot of people will probably listen to this on the Sunday and just know that on the Sunday, the uh, last like it's the 31st of January, I think it is, is the last day to join Awakening Your Brilliance for 97 euros. And then on Monday, the price goes up to 197. So if you feel like joining and you want a really good deal, then now is the time to sign up. And I would love to see you inside the group. I think if you're listening to this podcast, you have a really nice vibe or energy. I'm just assuming that, but I also know that my friends listen, so I also know that for a fact that it's true. So yeah, if you feel like joining, I would love to see you there. Um, I share more about the course in the last episode, if you're curious about that, but I'm also going to share the links here below where you can uh, sign up and know more about the course. Um, in short, it's a four-week online course where you will get one meditation each day, one video with like a short exercise and yeah it will help you to eradicate limiting beliefs and work with your past it will help you to tune up your intuition do like these exercises where you connect with your body uh, we're also gonna like do a little bit of um just designing like your life your you know you're gonna create a vision for your life you're gonna design your schedule, your day-to-day -day life to be more aligned with, you know, your passions and your living your dream. And so you're going to take like small, consistent action steps towards living your dream, get lots of insights, have lots of transformative moments. And, uh, you know, you're also going to 
work with your fear, changing your relationship to fear, because a lot of us, you know, as soon as we feel fearful, we decide to not do something rather than actually go towards the fear, which is also part of following your intuition is to go where it feels scary, but exciting. And you have to trust the unknown to follow your intuition. Actually, that I want to add that as a exercise that you just have to... It's like someone said this analogy, and I actually think it's a really on point. Following your intuition and stepping into the unknown as a way of life is kind of like walking across a minefield with a blindfold on and just walking or running. Like You just trust that you will not get hurt. And in saying that, not getting hurt as in trust that you will know the path where you need to go and that you won't step on the mines. It doesn't mean you won't have like pain because I think that's part of life, but it means you have that blind trust, even though things are scary. And so that's the feeling of following your intuition, specifically when it comes to like larger life decisions where maybe it feels scary for you to take that leap of faith. And that's when you most need to do it. It's just trusting. But for me, it's taking me like that's literally why I journal every day is to rec- like rec- remember these moments like now with the house like I had no idea that I would find a house that fast I had you know no expectations I really felt like you know it's like I stayed a lot with my parents last year as well since COVID-19 happened and I couldn't go back to Spain and I just felt you know I don't really want to live here anymore and part of me could have gone into like self-pity like oh why am I stuck here I don't know where to go I don't belong anywhere but actually I just trust you know you know something will show up and then when it does, I'll take action. And that's not maybe like the scary, <laughs> courageous part of it, but it's there's something to just the trust that I have built up because again and again and again, I've been so blessed with opportunities and so blessed with miracles and so blessed with magic that today I have full trust, like that blindfold over a minefield trust that the universe has my back. And this is a bodily experience. It's not even like my mind trusting because my mind sometimes really doubts and it's like, oh, will I really be all right? You know, it's it's still there. It's still like designed to keep us safe. So it still does that with me. Uh, but it's a bodily experience of trust because it's built up over time. The same like if you have a relationship and you just, you know, the, the other person has proven to you time after time, again, you can trust them because you have that experience of them. And that is a hard thing to have unless you have the experience of that trust building. And it's, yeah, it, for me, it's been a process like over the last yeah 12 years, 13 years, <laughs> more and more uh, of just kind of blindly trusting and things working out. So yeah, anyway, we're going to work on that as well. And then, uh, yeah, work with your relationship to fear. And then you're also going to, you know, if you don't know what your gifts are, then you're going to find that out in week four. And you're going to have this energetic sense of how powerful you are. And you're going to work with your impact. So I would love to have you join in the group. Join now for the 97 or the price will go up. And we start the 8th of February. 
Uh, we'll have a Facebook group where people can share daily um, the exercises that we do. We're doing it with a group and we're also going to have two live calls on Zoom so you can connect in real time to people online now in Corona COVID times. So I'm really excited about that. I would love to have you join and hopefully these exercises might help you with your intuition in this podcast and just sending you lots of love, hoping that your weekend is going to be amazing. Have a good day. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening and If you send me a voice message sharing how the meditations were for you, the exercises, or any other takeaway from the podcast, I'll send you a free meditation from the podcast that you can download and not having to have the intro and outro of the podcast if you want. You can look at the link in the show notes and just send me a voice message. Um, If you want to join the course Awakening Your Brilliance, then you can find it also in the show notes or head over to my website philippaleomart.com forward slash courses. And yeah, if you want to uh, comment on social media, you can go to my Instagram at philippaleomart. Beautiful. Hope you have a beautiful day.